Hello and welcome to the Midweeks with Pastor Rob. As you can tell from my voice, I'm feeling much better, and so I'm happy to be back with you just sharing out of the Word of God. And as I've mentioned previously, one of the reasons I started doing the midweeks was because sometimes I would have things in my Sunday morning messages that never made it into the message or or something like that. And so what happened this Sunday is that um, as I was preaching the Word, there were things popping into my mind that I hadn't seen before, even while I was doing my sermon prep. And so it didn't quite get into the message, or maybe it just got hinted at. But what I want to do today is just go back to Luke 14 and 15 and just look at something that Luke was doing with banquets that are helping to share the gospel. Okay, if you go online, you can check out the message. It was called Jesus the King. And what I was really focusing on here is the call to be loyal subjects of King Jesus. And in in, uh, chapter 14 of the gospel, he says, you know, if you don't hate your mother and your father and your your wife or your husband or your brother, your sister and your children, you can't be my disciple and you've got to carry your cross or you can't be my disciple. You got to hate your own life or you can't be my disciple. And so he's calling people to this high level of loyalty to him in order to be his disciple saying, you know, uh, if you're going to come to me, I'm greater than anything. And so, and the cost of following me really is you have to lose your life. Now, the great news is that in the kingdom, whoever loses their life finds it. And whatever we give up for Jesus, we get paid back a hundredfold, both in this life and in the next, Jesus says. And so, it's not that the final note isn't loss, but Jesus is just confronting us. It's like, I'm a great king. And I deserve 100% loyalty from you, even compared to people who you're called to have great loyalty to. But one of the things that, that I saw that was, you know, influencing and flavoring that section is that before and after this call to costly discipleship are three stories that involve banquets. Beforehand, the story is that Jesus is at a great banquet and he has three lessons that come out of that that are recorded in this gospel. And this is kind of uh, repeating what was in the message, but it's worth repeating. And so he's at this dinner party and first he sees that people are jockeying for position and trying to get the great seats. And he says, you know what, if you really want to get the great seats, what you do is you put yourself lower first and then the host of the party will come and see you in a not so honorable spot and they'll call you up to a higher spot. So if you want to be sitting in a high spot, embrace humility. That's his teaching. And then the next thing he says is, he says to the host of the banquet, or to the man who'd invited him, sorry, that's what scripture says. You know, when you throw a dinner, invite people who don't deserve to come and can't pay you back, and then you'll be paid back by God in the resurrection of the just. And then at this point, somebody says, how blessed it would be, it will be to be eating bread in the kingdom of God. That's what it says. Blessed is everyone who will eat bread at the kingdom of God. That's what it says in verse 15 here. And then Jesus responds with this story of a king or a uh, host trying to invite people to come to his party who don't actually want to come. They give all these kinds of reasons and don't want to come. And one of the things that dawned on me afterwards is like, how ironic is it to be at a party with Jesus where you're eating bread and to be saying, won't it be great one day when we eat bread in the kingdom of God? And here, right before this person who said it, was the king of the kingdom of God. And he is so, um, Jesus so embodies the kingdom of God that he would preach, repent for the kingdom of God is near. He would call people and say, look, wherever I am, this is the kingdom of God. And so here's this person who doesn't get it. 
They are in the presence of the kingdom of God because the king of the kingdom is right in front of them and they're eating bread with the king at this party and they're saying, won't it be great on that day? And so part of what's going on when Jesus is telling this story about people whose loyalties and priorities are out of whack, are out of order, so that when they're called to this great banquet, they don't come because they're being loyal to something else. He's doing this in response to somebody who's thinking, ah, it'll be great to be having a meal with God someday while he was having a meal with God. And so there's that. Three incidences that have to do about banquets beforehand. But right after that, those three stories from the banquet, Jesus gives his challenge of the cost of disciple ship. Um, you have to hate your life in order to follow me. But then we have three stories that each involve a kind of celebration. Not only, not always food mentioned, but three celebrations. We have the parable of the lost sheep, where the person goes out and finds that one lost sheep, leaving the 99 at home. And then they say to all their neighbors, rejoice with me for I found my lost sheep. And then we have the parable of the lost coin where this woman loses a coin and when she finds it, she goes to all her friends and neighbors and calls them together and says, rejoice with me, I found my lost coin. And then we have the parable of the prodigal son whose son, the the father's son goes away and loses all his money and becomes very poor and destitute and comes back home and the father sees him coming and rejoices and runs out to meet him and puts a robe on him, puts a, uh, a ring on him and then they slaughter the fatted calf and have a party. And these are all pictures of the joy that Jesus and the Spirit and the Father have over people being saved, people coming into the kingdom, people seeing Jesus for who he truly is. He's gone out to save them. He's the good shepherd rescuing the sheep. He is the um, hard-searching woman finding the coin, and he is the father. And the father is the father, but you know, Jesus is the father running out to meet the wayward son coming home. And at each of these things, what happens? A party happens afterwards. Come together, my friends. Come and celebrate with me. And so we kind of have this picture of worldly, selfish banqueting, um, the first three stories. And then we have these three pictures of heavenly banqueting. And, and there's kind of this, and in between we have this cost of discipleship moment where Jesus is saying you have to hate your life. And so what I think is going on here, one of the things that's going on is Luke wants us to see these together. He's balanced both sides of this story. They both involve feasting. They both involve partying. And one one side has three incidences and the second side has three incidences as well. And what he's kind of saying is, you know what kind of people understand my dad and how he throws a party for people who repent? and come into the kingdom of God, people who embrace the cross, they get it. They're the ones that get that. People who have learned to hate their life, they reject everything about themselves and their desires and their worldview that keeps them from knowing Jesus Christ and following him. And they're the kind of people who understand why the Father would celebrate throwing parties over these lost sinners. So I, I, I see these things now more after the message than before, and I wanted to share these insights with you. Be blessed.